You are listening to the Franchise Business Real Talk podcast hosted by me, Guy Coffey. I'm a franchise industry veteran with a perspective that most people in franchising don't have. I'm a franchisor and I'm a franchisee. Living and serving in both of these roles helps me understand challenges and see opportunities that some people can't see. I love franchising and want to see everyone in it win. The guests I have on the show and my own experiences shared here are our way of helping you do just that, win in franchising. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello. Today's episode is a book recommendation. If you are a franchisor, emerging franchisor, a franchisee, or someone that's considering getting into franchising, I think this book is invaluable. I'll show you the book. It is The Wealthy Franchisee, Game-Changing Steps to Become a Thriving Franchise Superstar by Scott Greenberg. And this book is chock full of really good information for anybody that's in the franchise industry. I like it from my two perspectives as a franchisor and a franchisee. I use it as a reference guide as well. I'm not going to try to go through the whole book. I'm going to keep this short and sweet today. But I look at this book when I need a refresh um, on, to be honest, how I can be a better franchisee for Anytime Fitness and also how I can be a better franchisor with Frenchie's Modern Nail Care. And I think everybody that's got some humility and a willingness to learn and look at themselves honestly can learn from this book. And there's just great knowledge and experience shared in the book. So if you're someone that likes to learn from others' experiences more than your own, especially if you can avoid some painful ones, this is a great book. So today, I'm just the, the actual, the first chapter, first or second chapter, I don't know, buy the book, you'll, you'll find it on Amazon, just goes through the myths of why someone is a wealthy franchisee. Wealth is not just in terms of monetary. Certainly, that does play a part, but there's other things that you can consider, and it's your own version of wealth. So don't get hung up on, I just don't want to make money. I don't know why anybody would say that, honestly, but there are other components, and I certainly get that. But I have heard these over and over and over again since I've been in franchising, which is goes back, back to 2007. I've heard so many franchisees say these things, and... It just kind of lands not too well on me because I've seen too many situations where they're just not the case. And it's usually more of an excuse than a reason. So the five that we're going to go through today are right here on the very badly drawn board behind me as well. Sorry, that, that is not my forte. But myth number one is location. Someone looks at it, someone else that's in the system that's doing well, and they're like, well, uh, of course they're doing well. They are in blank blank city where the personal median household income is $50,000 higher than what, where I am or oh they're on that corner or of course because it's summer all there year, year round or they have winters. I've heard of all the location whether it's, you know, from a state or even from within a city or within a state's perspective. Of course, they're in an urban location. They have so many people around them, which also means they have lots of competition around them. And the biggest thing I can say to this myth is time and time again, in franchise systems, you see failing operations get taken over by a new owner 
And miraculously, the location isn't a, a hangup anymore. And they prove it otherwise just through the performance, their team's performance, the monetary benefits that the business ends up giving to the owner. Seen it hundreds of times. And the evidence is too bountiful to to refute, I would say. So if you're ever telling yourself that, stop it. It's not going to do you any good to have that excuse to, to point your finger at. Just don't do it. The next thing is, oh, of course they're doing well. That franchisee is doing well. That's all they think about. They're workaholics. And, and, and I have a family and I have other obligations and, and challenges and things like that. And what I found is most high-performing franchisees, the wealthy franchisees, are also having a lot of fun with their family, with their friends, with their hobbies. It provides time freedom. It's not necessarily that they're working more hours, but they are working better hours. And believe me when I say this, I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm saying this to myself as well. I have to look at this sometimes and say, okay, where can I improve? And I have tons of room for improvement. Believe me, I know that I'm not speaking from on high or anything like that. But don't think that someone is doing better than you just because they don't have the same challenges as you. They might not be showing those challenges. They might have bigger challenges than you. And so it's not that people just love working. So don't use that as an excuse either. Previous experience. I've heard this a number of times. Of course, they're doing better. They came from a, they were a financial professional. So, of course, their financials are better than mine. Or, oh, of course, they worked in the industry and they, they are doing better than me. But small business ownership, especially in franchising, there's too much for everybody to, to have that much experience in all aspects that it takes to be a wealthy franchisee. So, yes, they might, they might understand their financial statements better and, work with their accountant better, or maybe they're better with their team because they were a coach in a previous career or something like that, but not in all aspects. So of course, play to your strengths, but don't point the finger at someone else as like, oh, that is the thing that made them a wealthier franchisee than me, because it takes too many for someone to have an advantage in all areas. I'm certain that you are better at some things than even the top performer in your franchise system. Just know that, work with it. The fourth myth is, oh, they have more education than I. This kind of goes back to the, you know, maybe someone has a, an accounting background or something like that. But there's, as I said before, there's just too much to learn on this job. And the other thing is there's a lot of intensity, a lot of pressure that comes with any job. The only thing, the difference here is you're both in the small business arena. And it's not that you might get fired. It's that you can't escape. You have to either thrive and move on or there's big consequences. And we don't want that for anybody. We want everybody to win. And that's why I'm doing this, these kind of shows as well. So, And the other thing is, well, of course they do. They absolutely love this business. It's all they think about. That's what their background is. That's what their passion is. And that is the case, I'm sure, for some elements of the business. If someone, like my previous example, if someone was a coach before, of course, they're going to do their morning huddles better with their team. And they're going to you know, be able to pick out the leaders and leverage, leverage their talents to help bring other people up in performance as well. Or maybe they love 
the industry itself, you know, may they're in beauty or my mind or beauty and fitness, but maybe it's someone that absolutely loved to cook and now they're in the restaurant business. Yes, they can love some elements of it. Maybe they do putting to get love putting together ingredients and recipes and showing other people how to do things or ordering the exact amount for inventory or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a restaurant guy, but I imagine those things are important. But just goes to show you, it's like there's certain elements in every business, in every franchise system where you're going to absolutely love doing it. That's your sweet spot. You're good at it. You see it move the needle really well. And there's other areas that aren't. So none of these myths on their own or even together stand up against the one thing that actually does make a difference. And as vague as it sounds, there is more detail in the book. So definitely get the book. And I, I do not get paid by Scott Greenberg or anything. It's just a fantastic resource that I think everybody would get a benefit from. And the number one thing he talks about is mindset. You know, so when that person goes in for the location example, when that new owner comes in, picks up a, a failing business for pennies on the dollar, installs his or her processes and systems and maybe some people, and all of a sudden that that business starts generating cash flow and creating a lot of momentum. That is because of that owner's mindset, not not saying whatever the excuse was of the person that got out of that business. And believe me, there's almost always an excuse. So they could be, my market's too small. My market, we have too much competition. My market is too big. My market is saturated. It could be the market, could be the state, could be my minimum wage in my state is way higher than the minimum wage in that other high performer in the system. You know, so I've, I've, I've seen people succeed in any situation and it all does start with mindset and there is ways to help your mindset grow and be more realistic and not get into this. I think uh, Scott has a, a verb in there. I'm not sure if it's a real verb, but I'll, I'll defer to him. C catastrophizing, catastrophizing, you know what I mean? Like a catastrophe, you know, that's a mindset too, you know, like, oh my gosh, someone's coming in late. That's, that, that's it. We're not going to hit our goal today or something like that. It is about mindset. It's about leadership. And I would definitely recommend, of course, I already have a few times about reading the book and, but it helps a ton. There's a lot in this book and I hope you pick it up and, you know, have, have highlighted areas like this and it's dog eared and, and uh, all noted up because if you're doing that and you're taking things from it, you will definitely run a better business, which is good for you. It's good for your family. It's good for your team. It's good for your business. It's good for the community. It's good for all of these things. And I can't recommend it highly enough. So pick up the book and learn and go run an awesome business. Thanks for listening. Well, that wraps up today's episode. I hope it helped you in some way, even if it was just to provide another perspective. Please share it with others that may benefit as well. You can always reach out to me with questions, comments, or concerns at guy at frenchiesnails.com. That's G-U-Y at F-R-E-N-C-H-I-E-S-N-A-I-L-S.com. Your attitude and your effort determine your results. Let's go.